Hello, everybody. My name is Danielle Clardy, and I am your host for the Conversation Series podcast, the podcast where we sit down with different people from different walks of life with different backgrounds, different careers and niches, and hear what inspires them and how they got started. And we're doing it all right here. So let's start the conversation. I am very excited because you have seen this person a lot. Caitlin Petty is here with us today. Caitlin is my best friend. She's 16 years. I thought you were going to say I was like 16 years old. Is it 16 like... years? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I um, and so has been around for a lot of things. We've been through a lot. Um, we both graduated in December. Um, thank God. <laughs> um, I'm going to let you tell everybody where you went to school and everything like that, what you graduated with. Go ahead. Um, I went to Appalachia. Well, I first started out at UNC Charlotte for like two years. That's where I got my associate's, de- associate's degree from. Yep. And then I actually graduated from Appalachian State University with um, a degree in public relations and journalism and a minor in Spanish. Hola. Um, <laughs> It's it's so bad because we'll like speak Spanish like I just took the regular yeah. classes and we're both like no I could write it really well but like this like I still struggle with speaking it it I just I try but it's hard mm-hmm. it's so hard so Caitlin right now does a lot of well she's trying to get into PR yes I'm doing a lot of freelance work right now. Right now I am. Where you can't do anything. <laughs> yes. Right now I cannot do anything. Um, I would like to, but I also think with everything going on, it was a good reason. Like, so I was a bar manager at a really young age of 23, almost 23, which is like great, but also not great. Um, and I do, I mean, for the bar, I also do all of their PR stuff. Um, which was actually really important during these times because we had to have a plan in place and kind of work on statements that we were releasing out to our guests. But anyways, it was also a really good thing that I got let go because now after this is all over, I can actually focus on my big girl career versus being a bar manager and doing freelance work. It's been really stressful. It's It's a lot in one week. It's been really, really stressful. Um, while you were at App, it, I think we should tell a story of how we got to the places that we did in the second half of our college career. So I, so I was at ECU for two years. Caitlin was at UNC Charlotte for two years. We both, that is not where either of us wanted to be. Um, I don't want to say that where we ended up in our first two years was like, it, it wasn't was, bad. It wasn't bad. But it ideally, I think we both realized that it wasn't the environments that we wanted to be in. Right. And I think, I mean, college is not easy by any means, but I also realized when I got to Appalachian State that maybe the curriculum I had at Charlotte wasn't Absolutely. as intense as I was expecting college to be. Right. I was, when I got to State, I was challenged more Mm -hmm. in my business program than I was when I was at ECU for two years. Yeah. So, I mean, there were significant differences. Between the two, yeah. And it wasn't just, oh, we went from our basic classes to the 304 level, 400 level. It was, no, it was the things that we were being taught. It was a heavier, it was a heavier material. Well, like, so at Charlotte, 
So I knew, I mean, I wanted to be a communications major. And so at Charlotte, you don't have dedicated majors for right. like public relations and journalism. They don't even have a journalism major. You have to do the minor and it's only online and it's like three classes. But like at Appalachian State, like, yes, you have a communications department, but you actually have the individual majors mm -hmm. within them, which yeah. is really great, obviously. Yeah. Um, and it was, so then after we both kind of, it was a very, very stressful time for both of us. It was like one weekend. It was like hell. Transferring is, well, I was actually, so we both wanted to go to NC State. And I came home. Like we had a plan. Yeah, my, I came home one weekend and my mother was out of town. And my mother and all of her sisters are like NC State alum. And my grandfather was a professor there. So everyone was kind of like banking on like, Caitlin's going to get in. I still and don't understand to this day. <laughs> we were sitting in Daniel's house and like literally here we yeah, were here and it was like it uploaded because it was NC State. It's like a set day that you find out. Appalachian, I found out I was accepted in. I think, in February because we found out in April. It was like early, early. It was around this time. Yeah. Like and so Appalachian, I found out kind of like two weeks after I applied. They were like, yeah, like. You're in. I was like, great. <laughs> Sweet. Fantastic. So, like, I knew I was getting out of Charlotte either way. Right. But, like, ultimately, my goal was NC State. And then we got them. And I uh, I didn't get in, obviously. And it was just kind of like... That was Ooh. one bad. That was, like, the first thing that was bad. And then the second thing, Caitlin's was posted. Like, everybody's was supposed to be posted at yeah. the same time. Mine was not. Yeah. Hers was hers wasn't even updated. Q all weekend. I go all weekend with knowing that hey, I didn't get in. Like I'm stressing out. I finally email NC State's um like who they admissions admissions people. And I'm like, I did not get my decision. I didn't even get that I was denied or whatever. Yeah. And they the response to me was, Oh, we forgot to press the button on your thing. And I was like <laughs> Jesus, I'm, I'm sorry. What? You didn't press the button on my thing, and so then as soon as I got that, I got that I was accepted. Mm -hmm. But then once we kind of like her and I finally were like, okay, we were like, Ugh, it was but bad. it was it was fine. It ended up like it was the best decision for me, and I mean I would have been happy at NC State, but right. like Appalachian totally fit my personality, and I was like. She's well, up on the mountain, right? Yeah, now. I chose it as a second, as my backup option for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Which was great. Um, so, while you were at App State, you were involved. Yes. For your two years that, we, that you yes. were there. Two and a half. Two and a half years. <laughs> we have to remind everybody that we were, <laughs> there for, we were there for two and a half years because we were transfer kids. Everybody's like, <laughs> everybody's like, Two and a half. I'm like, I transferred. Yeah, you can't, you lose credits. Even transfer. though they're all in the same system, it's really not. Um, so, you were part of Zeta Town Alpha. Yes, I was. For two and a half years. <laughs> Would you like to tell everybody what you did while you were in, oh. what Zeta is and what you did there? Well, they're a national panhellenics sorority. <laughs> um, and I went, first of all, I went in the recruitment process, like, obviously older, but I was behind in my credits, so I technically was a sophomore, so I was like, hey, I can still do it. And Appalachian was like way laid back than yeah. most of, almost all of the schools I think in North Carolina yes, about Greek life. Good grief. Um, so then I joined and I was like, okay, I know I'm older, so I'm probably not going to get a lot of opportunities. 
but I was literally like at the end of my first semester, I was offered a recruitment assistant position, um, which was awesome. That was like one of the top things that right. I did and it was stressful, but it was a lot of experience and I helped put together all of recruitment for the following year. Um, which is I, like, that's stressful <laughs> in and of itself. What was your official title? I was had? assistant to the third vice president of recruitment. So like Veda has, you have your president and then you have three vice presidents of new members. First, no, first one is activity. I don't know. I didn't really pay attention to the first one because whatever. And then the second one is new membership, which is like your new member mom and bid day planner. And then you have the recruitment director who plans spring recruitment if you have it in your chapter and then fall the big fall recruitment of right. the following year. Right. Um, so one thing that is different about like app states, um, sorority that is different experience. from everybody else is that there is no like sorority house. Nope, we're not allowed <laughs> sorority houses because it's Boone and Boone Law that a gathering of or a household of five or more women is considered a brothel. Um, it's welcome to the south. Updated. Welcome to the south. Um, their city council is also a bunch of old people. So, yeah. Because yeah. that's the other half of Boone is you have the college kids and then it's old people, which is a really fun mix. Um, yeah. So yeah, you don't like run from house to house. Instead, you rent out rooms in the student union. Okay. Um, and you have like a meeting place with your group and then you go, you have like three minutes between each round to run between the entire student union, which is a lot of fun. So, and I know that at the beginning, uh, you have sent me videos and stuff. You were the one getting a lot of the packages for stuff that you had for, like, you were the one that was getting yes, all of stuff. Yes, I was basically the backbone all summer. My recruitment director was from austin texas and she moved home for the summer That's fun. so she couldn't do anything until she moved back for school so i got every i had a master excel sheet of every single package yeah. i had to go through our internal and external um storage units which were filled to the brim yeah with just like we're, we're not organized and having to go through that was it just sucked yeah um, and then I also had to contact vendors and make sure our orders were going to be yeah. in place for when we came back to school. Because if they weren't, and they weren't at the precise time, then our whole day was messed up. It's bad. It's really bad. And then I had to make, you have to make graphics and everything like that just to promote your own organization. But App State, you also can't say things like go Greek. Um, they have a fun little phrase that they say every year. Um... So like my year that I was director, like assistant, it was grow Greek. So you had to work that in and that just doesn't. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Doesn't it doesn't roll off really yeah. easily. Yeah. You also can't say things like rush at all. Is um, it just abstates kind of stuff? Yeah. And you can't, or you can't like advertise for your specific sorority, like, oh, grow Greek with Zeta Tau Alpha or yeah. like rush Zeta. You just have to promote like Go, going through recruitment. So what I think a lot of people don't think about this is that like sor the people that are working behind the scenes of sororities, it's actually like a very efficient or somewhat efficient system that y'all are having to work. Yeah. And there are a lot of pieces that are going into it. Yes. To making it happen. 
so like you so like i was assistant right and then for every different round you had a committee and so i would tell the committees what had to be done when and make sure they were on time and they were the ones who was like who would actually like go in every morning and set up the rooms for right, the day right. and things like that which was like and making sure yeah i mean you have to sit there and make sure that they yeah. have a whole it's why it's having the picture come to life kind yes, of situation yes and it's really hard in a student union when the walls are painted painted blue and you have ugly football pictures everywhere it's really interesting it's a student union for you. Exactly. So there was something else that you were involved in um, that kind of relates to your major while you were at App State. Yes. What was it? Queen V. No, um, your public re your public relations. Oh, PRSSA. Yeah. <laughs> it really rolls off the tongue. Uh, yeah, that's the Public Relations Student Society of America. Oh. <laughs> Do you? Is it? It's kind of like American Marketing Association. It kind of relates yeah. to your major what did y'all yes. do um basically it's a club where you come together and you kind of discuss strategies and you a lot of it too is like towards the later half was like job hunting um but we would kind of reach out to different like public relations firms in right. the north carolina state and have them talk to us about what they do on a day-to-day -day basis and how it can change from like healthcare pr to like more of your like social image PR okay. and things like that. Um, and I think a lot of people, when they think public relations, they just think of one thing. There are different types of so public many, relations. Yeah. Like healthcare PR, I could never do because that's, that's a whole, intense. Oh my gosh. It's intense. Like we were talking to this one guy who was an App State alumni, and he's a really big healthcare person for um, Wake Med Hospitals and all that. And so he was saying, like, anytime, like, it's, like one one time, there was a guy who drove his car through a through one of the hospitals, and like killed problem. Yeah, and like killed half a wing of people. So it's like, how do you address? He was like, it, it, you know, addressing that situation while you're not at fault, you were still responsible for the care right. of those people, and you're a hospital. It's hard to sit there and have to work through those steps, and it's just a different whole another. Right. Language, kind of. Right. Just, like, normal PR. Is there a specific PR that you want to get into? Um, probably, like, celebrity PR, if I could. <laughs> It'd be really cool. Um, I like, so kind of more of your social, like, right. image kind of thing. So okay. I like that or, like, crisis. I like crisis PR. Like, so really? Like, yeah. Like, I took a crisis communication class, and the professor and I really bonded, and she was like, you'd be really good at crisis, and I'd be like, all right. So, basically, I work for a cruise, like, basically, a cruise line is the most crisis. basic example of crisis communication, because okay. they have so many things that go wrong that people don't even know, and then it's like, when something happens... Oh I couldn't even imagine. No, when you're in international waters, like, for example, if someone's murdered... Well, not even just the thing of like, what if something happens? Like, yeah, you're in international like, waters, so no one, there's no specific country that wants to claim the issue or address the issue. So you have to kind of work through that, and so it's really up to the like the crisis people or like just to address that. Or right. like with everything going on right now, they right. would need a crisis person to be like, all right, this is how we're addressing the coronavirus with our ships, Right. blah, blah. Like I was sitting there this whole time with spring break, I've been like, sorry, they should cancel the cruises. Right. Simple as that. Oh, absolutely. 
Now, does does like airlines fall into like the yes. crisis? Like I would assume airlines are airlines, super crisis. Um, weather, disease. So like the CDC okay. and the WHO, mm-hmm. they have somebody who's doing all their crisis, crisis. stuff right now. Oh, um, sure. He said weather. I can't try to. Well, that natural disaster, whatever. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Um, pop. Um, politics that also falls. okay and celebrity kind of falls over crisis depending on what you're trying to target with right. celebrity but right. it's like Does that's sports the easiest fall into form. the celebrity yes okay okay yes so all sports teams and stuff like that yes i mean sports has its own like section kind of it's like if you want to do general public relations for a team right. versus like okay i just want to do i just want to represent one player right and like any issue that comes about it's my responsibility okay but yeah. if it's a whole team it's a different it's like different yeah so it's just like working on like that's a person who like issues team statements or like works with kind of like okay where can we what can we do with the team and project out to them that hey guys like this is how we appreciate our fans. This is right. Kind of building more fan base, but also kind of like when everything page. was just going on and they put out the statement that the seasons were closing. Yeah, each team kind of put out a but statement. It's, yeah, it's saying, working on like it's not necessarily like the advertising part, like trying to get you to like them. It's kind of more like we need to have a written statement and make sure that it not only flows and translates well to the fans, right. but also we're not offending anybody, like the Absolutely. victims of the coronavirus and stuff like that and like trying to it's kind of like you have a puzzle and you have to put the piece together to make sure right. the image is not Absolutely. just pretty but like okay it's not offensive it like flows well it's cohesive and we're not going to get any backlash from this okay okay because if there is it, like it is it's like a it's a spider web that's a very it's, very yeah, sticky like the language web. is like you just have to be careful and like especially with like these apologies it's very obvious when some celebrities write them themselves versus when they have an actual team behind them the agency that they are with um a good pr representative should never let their client write their apology god i hope not i hope not i mean if you look at james charles like disaster i think vanessa hudgens she's like she just offended a bunch of people because she was saying that she didn't understand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she wasn't, yeah, she wasn't taking everything seriously with the coronavirus. And then she was just like, I'm really sorry, guys. Like, I didn't understand at the time. And it's like, what you should have done is talk to somebody, gotten educated, and then spread awareness versus just apologizing on your mistake because it still makes you look bad. Right. Still makes you look. Yeah, you have to be careful. Like you have to apologize, but it's like you can also use the platform, like the apology platform, to right. do so many different things at that time too. Now, in your college classes, did you have to take like? Are there specific like English or communications classes you take to understand and kind of give speeches, kind of like this? Yes. So I had a speech writing class, and that was open to all communications majors, but it was like, you could also use that however you wanted it in your major, but I took public relations writing, which was just specific to us, Um, and we learned how to just do numerous things like writing statements, but also writing news releases, media releases, like different outlets. Yes. 
like you don't want to write like your all of your statements should not be the same oh absolutely yeah like your written one should obviously hold it's, more length and body absolutely. but like if you're gonna tweet it out like tweet out a video it's kind of like thing. it's kind of like marketing in the sense that what you say in a tweet like you only have so many characters yes, to say in exactly. a tweet so don't sit but there well, in a facebook like, post things could be longer instagram mm -hmm. and has a picture to go with it in the mm -hmm. caption but it's also a lot of things it's like differentiating between what should be written and what should be spoken absolutely absolutely so you brought up something else you did your queen v internship you're a brand ambassador for them yes you still are you still doing it? No. Okay. You can only be in college. Okay, so go yes. ahead and explain what Queen V is. <sighs> they are a they are they are <laughs> a feminine hygiene company. Um, they're bringing a fresh face to like feminine hygiene and getting women um, to recognize how the importance of it at younger ages by using like kind of more modern fonts, logos. Um, getting college ambassadors right um their colors are really bright and they have stickers and stuff like that so the colors of queen bee are pink blue and green and the pink is like your fun stuff with your queen bee um blue is about the health and upkeep and green is also like health and upkeep but it's mostly like when your queen bee is kind of sick Kind of. Like a UTI kind of thing. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Yes. So what did you do with so, Queen Bee through App State? Being an ambassador, it's like you have to use your own social media outlet to broadcast to your fellow App State students um, the events you're hosting okay. for the brand. But I get a box every single month full of fun stuff that I had to hand out on campus. And then I would have to host different tabling things and... Um, like spread like awareness about the brand as well as like promoting their message um and things like that and then i would get paid at the end of every month which was kind of cool i would also write different blog posts for them to be submitted on their blog but i would get paid for them no matter what which was pretty cool yeah just kind of like spreading awareness versus so it's like a different kind of pr message like oh like like i mean i was talking about awareness before like using platforms but it was like this was using actual like social media tactics to okay. promote a brand and while it kind of was advertising and marketing for them um i mean i just considered it pr experience too were there other people at app state that were doing this with you yes but i that was one of the things that i think they should work on because like i had no idea that there was yeah. other girls on there yeah so you were doing a lot of it by yourself yeah. sometimes okay um what is the, like the biggest take that you got from because i mean you did yeah. it for a long time what yeah. was the biggest thing you got from working with queen bee um definitely the importance of social media but also i think it's i think it's hard for like i mean brand brand ambassadors are great tools and i think they i mean they're a great tool. Yeah. I've been I've been a brand that. ambassador for yeah. several different companies. Um and I definitely think other brands could do better by um like attributing to that. Right. But I think it's also like a brand ambassador to me is different than paying for an influencer to advertise. Um because it's just you can it's somebody who's more personal, right. more personable, I feel right. like, versus like, oh, there's an influencer who I'm never gonna be like. So I guess for me it was kinda like 
I needed to use my following base for good and not just for me. So right. I think it was very interesting to really look at your own personal social media account and being like, how can I use this for a business? Right. But it's also a lot easier to use a business Instagram account. Absolutely. Online. Absolutely. What is like, uh, were there requirements that you had to do oh, certain yeah. things with you had, They would send you out an assignment list like every semester. Okay. Yeah, so it's just like you so need how many posts yeah. you needed to have, or how many stories. like do this giveaway and do this tabling event and okay. like blah blah blah. So okay. It's like okay, and then it's like you had to write a blog post, like at least two blog posts every month, okay. write reviews, or if you had like a channel. Um, Was there a way they kept track of you doing all of this? We would have a folder under Google, and we would submit it every month or share it okay. every month. Um, you had to have people who took pictures of you doing the thing and send it to you. Okay. Like that. Yeah. Okay. So that they definitely were able to keep track of oh, you. Yeah. See <laughs> um, the other thing you did do, um, briefly, <laughs> an internship while you were at App. Yes. Briefly. Very briefly. Who did you do it with? Twickenham House and Hall. It was a very brief experience. Um, cause what they were do very they disorganized. Do? What do they do? It's a wedding venue. It's one of the top wedding venues yeah. um, up there. Scotty McCurry just got married there. Um, Not while you were working there. Yes. And they were very disorganized. Before I was there, there was one girl who was kind of doing all of their social media. And so I kind of, I kick-started a blog for them. Um, that way they could have local vendors kind of advertise, like use the space to advertise or also promote the venue. I talked to old brides and grooms and like things like that, just to have like kind of a reflection on the entire experience and how right. we contributed to the day, right. photographers, things like that. Um, so I was there for a little while and it wasn't, it was really good experience, but like the disorganization ultimately in the end, I was like, this is not good yeah. and I can't, I am also a student, I cannot do this. Were you the only one? There was, her, there was, I'm not going to say any name, <laughs> there was the lady's assistant, and she was there, but she was the one I mostly could talk to, and she was just very stressed out, she wasn't getting any help, and they, she was also, like, the babysitter for the family, and things like that, so, yes. So she was running um, a whole business yes. while having And other then things. they also had a graphic designer um, who was also an Appalachian student. And okay. she, but I didn't really talk to her. I just kind of handed I let I handed her material my, her my material, and I was just like, do with it what you want. Right. I don't care. Yeah. Just make it look how you want it to look okay. on there. Yeah. Do what you want with it. Do what you want. If you know you know how to do all the tics, tips and tricks better than me, so <laughs> go ahead. Um, where do you want to go? Like, where do you want to go in your career? Like, place-wise or, like, anything? Both. I know where you want to go. I want to move to Chicago. Um, really, really bad. I How's have, that going now? Good? <laughs> I had a really good head start, and then this sh stuff happened. One of my friends that I went, her, her roommate is moving out in June, and she was like, come on, like, July 1st, you can move in. And I was like, but I don't have a job. Yeah, yeah. So she wants me to be a substitute teacher for her private school. I am in no way, shape, or form going to do that. I think where I would like to start in Chicago, um, there's a couple of actual public relations firms I would love to work for. Right. And I would like to do more, like, local ones um, to that area versus, like, 
some that just have headquarters in big cities. Right. But if that's not going to work, then they also have like a film institute I would love to do PR for. Um, or like other local venues like their aquarium or something like that. Yeah. And if ultimately that fails, then I would love to do public relations for like, if I could do any way, shape or form for like the Cubs, that would, that would rock. But like, that's not going to work. That'd be cool. <laughs> It'd be really cool. But like, if that does, if that all fails, then I'll reach out to local businesses and see what kind of help they need. Cause they all yeah. need help and stuff like yeah. that. So, and, and do you consider doing when it like whenever you get to Chicago, whether none of that works out, doing freelance, just yes. hopping around? Um, yes, it's just, I think it's easier for me to do it here because I have connections who are like, hey, I know this person and I know that person. But it's like in Chicago, I have like a really, like for at the moment, I just have a really small circle. Right. So it's like I could reach out to them and tell them to tell the other people that they know. But it's like ultimately they're just going to know a bunch of other, like a bunch of other 20-somethings. Right. Versus at these people who are actually struggling. Yeah. Like these actual business heads that are like, wow, yeah, actually I need a website designer. That sounds great. Right. So. It is what it is. I will get there. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is, and I will get there eventually. I really wanted to to be there sooner, but <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing. We're not right? going anywhere right now. No, so I'm like trying to tell my friend Colleen, like, don't look for another roommate. Like, don't. I'm coming. I'm somewhere. gonna come. Yeah. Um, just hold off. Yeah. It might not be in July. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I've gotten everyone on board so far, so like, let's just keep the ball rolling. Just keep on rolling, but you know, there's no money right now, so <laughs> can't make rent in Chicago without money. Yeah, that's probably great. It's great. Um, to end this, I always ask everybody your 2020 professional and personal goals. Okay, well, my personal goal is to move to freaking Chicago. <laughs> Besides, that. I think. Professionally, my professional goal is I would like to be in a firm by the end of 2020. I would okay. like to be a part in a machine. Um, I don't want to work in a little cubicle, but I want to get out of the position I am now, and I want to start, like, kickstart yeah. my actual big girl, here we go life. Yeah. This is something, like, I've had conversations with a lot of people about, just because personally, like, I've done different internships where I'm very much on the move I'm going to people I'm creating and the opportunity that I have coming to me I am it very much be a desk and it's do you see yourself as being somebody that could do that like corporate America or do you feel like you have to be on the go I that's a tough question because I like being on the go and I like the yeah. freelance kind of just like be bopping around yeah. and ultimately I can kind of have my own workspace at home to work on and finish Absolutely. projects on. Absolutely. But I also wouldn't hate commuting somewhere and having a dedicated space and a dedicated team to work with where yeah. it's like, all right, like I know I'm going to get stuff done right. here versus like if I sit in my own office, it's like there's so many ways I could procrastinate right now. Now, when you get, has it ever crossed your mind when you get further down the line in your career of, hey, maybe I start my own PR, like, where I have my yeah. own vision of how I want things to oh, work? Oh, I would love that. If I could, like, maybe 15 years down the road, right. have my own firm, that right. would be ideal. Right. But that's a lot. 
Desk. Desk. <laughs> but I would love that. And yeah. then I could work with a bunch of different, I could use right. that freelance stuff, but use it to channel a bunch of different businesses. Absolutely. Be great. Absolutely. That's what I'm working on right now. Oh God, that's so what I'm working on right that's now. That's so hard. But personal, you just want, that's, your only personal is to go to Chicago. You don't have anything else personal that you want to work on. I mean, I... There's, I, I guess I can't think because like I can't do anything right now. It's like it's it's very hard. Like everything's on. Yeah. Stand. I'm tr well, and that's the thing. It's like I'm trying to. I guess one of my personal goals is, I have, I'm starting to change up my wardrobe to how I actually want it to be. Right. And I did did that successfully this winter, but it's a matter like I have no clothes right now, and so I would really like to actually like freshen up my summer and spring closet to reflect yeah. how I want it to. Yeah. Um, wanted to travel and do stuff more, but can't go anywhere. So one thing you do have, I don't, I, I want to say a passion for, I don't know if it's actually a passion of yours is actually like, like filters and editing and things like that. Oh, you I are, love that word. You like are editing work. Yeah. You are like, you love it. I do. I can't help it. Visco is like my best friend. What is like, are there platforms that you like to use? Um, I love this. You jump back and forth. Um, what's another one I use? I've been toying with this app called over lately. You have to pay for it, but I have like a free thing and you can add different backgrounds. Um, I also really like Photoshop cause I can edit out a boring background. Right. I, in laying off, I have made it my resolution to not use Facetune, so like, yes, I'll put a filter on a photo, but I also don't like it to be so heavy where you can't tell that it's still me. Right. Um, so things like that. I'm trying to think. Unfold, that's like a good Instagram story okay. app that I really like to use. Yeah. And I'm using Prequel from TikTok. <laughs> Prequel. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> a little TikTok promo. I love, I love TikTok. It's how I've been entertaining myself. Yeah. But I learned that it is one of the up and coming platforms and that it will overtake Twitter soon. I'm surprised it hasn't already. Honestly. I mean, I think people got bored during the coronavirus, so they're taking to Twitter too. So they're um, tweeting their feelings. Okay. Yeah. It saves you from texting your ex boyfriend. I mean, great. <laughs> Fantastic. Congratulations. Keep, keep being on Twitter then. If you're interested in PR, you really should give it a go and research it. It's a really up-and-coming thing. Um, if you like writing, it's a really good way to combine that love but kind of hone in your skills for more professional take, which is really great. Um, and it's also one of those businesses that's never going to die out. People are always going to need somebody to get the language right for them, even if they don't think they do after their first major screw-up like they will realize it and there's an abundance of jobs even though there's a hiring freeze it's probably gonna happen right now yeah. there's still an abundance of jobs anywhere you look like yeah. in north carolina charlotte is has a complete abundance of pr jobs yeah. if you just search for them like yeah. just go for it and it's a lot more than just like social media um there is writing to it yeah but like i also love captions like coming up with captions I is can't. one of my favorite things I can't. I write I them. A, I have people come up with <laughs> captions for me. Like I suck. I sit there and I write them in my notes when I think of a good one. Oh my! <laughs> I can't. Like I can't. I write all. Let's. I write all my friends' 
Uh, anytime anybody needs a text sent out, I will type it up for them. Emails, things like that. Like if you need editing on paper, like you learn so much on how to just talk to people, which right. is another reason why not just public relations, but communications is great. At least just take one. It'll change how you talk to people. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and it'll change like... Well, when it's a, uh, it falls under communications majors, you hope you can talk to people. Well, yeah, you really, you really, you, you can't really don't hope. Look at them. As a communications major, you can talk to people, but also it'll like, in times of issues, it'll teach you that instead of confrontation, all you need is communication. It's more successful conversation. Make that a headline right now. Confrontation's scary, like, it ain't fun, and some people just go straight for it, when if you just address the problem normally, it'll be way better. Absolutely. So just take a calm class, it's really fun, um, speech I you said take fun. a calm class, and I was yeah, like, Yeah, take a, a calm class. Let's take a calm, let's, let's take, take a minute, class. guys. <laughs> let's take a minute. Just a breather. Just a little second here and there. Um, alright y'all, so thank you so much for stopping by for this conversation series. We have a few more coming. I will see you guys back here next time. Bye y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you for stopping by and listening to this episode of the Conversation Series podcast. We love having conversations here. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, please rate and review. It makes a huge difference. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at DLClarity on Instagram and catch more behind the scenes of how we do these episodes of the Conversation Series. As always, I will see you guys back here next time. Bye, y'all.